0: What's up, everybody? We are back again with another episode of. Oh, I already screwed up. I said episode, episode of the Big Show Podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. If you are listening, let's make sure we hit that follow button. Let's make sure we subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to us. Let us know you're there. Hit that follow, hit subscribe. Go find us on Instagram and on threads at Big Show Pod. And listen,
1: people, people. nobody likes to be asked to follow something. I don't like it. You don't like it. But listen, we're going to be here talking about Big Ten football all season long. And you're going to be like, what was the name of that podcast that I listened to? Just click the little button and you can listen to our crazy selves talk about Big Ten football every week from now until the national championship game. Okay? So just click it. It just takes two seconds. You're done. Great.
0: Let's move on. And would you rather listen to us or have to watch the Big Ten Network to get Big Ten football news?
1: Okay. I will say this for the Big Ten Network. The Journey is a fantastic show. It is very well put together. It is, it's like a, uh, it's like a TV version of like Hard Knocks, because you don't get like the, you know, the rawness that you get from Hard Knocks. That's fair. The, like the filming quality and all of that, it's really good. The journey is really good.
0: Okay, you know what, Big Ten Network, I'm really sorry. If you would like to maybe hire us one day, (laughs) we would be open to that, and I would hate for you to think... That I dislike you in any way, shape, or form. but um, well, let's get on with it. We're yeah, attacking, we're going to attack the one, the <laughs> one set of people that
1: could possibly, if anything were to happen, hire us someday.
0: Real sorry, guys. I Listen, feel like we can add to your product,
1: Big Ten Network. We can get rid of Alex. Like, if you want to get rid of him, we can do that. We can make that happen.
0: <laughs> Nothing. Nothing in this podcast happens without me. That's just that's just a fact. <laughs> Anyways, we have breaking news, breaking uniform news. As of a couple of days before you're listening to this, Illinois dropped some brand new unis, and we're a little split on the podcast. Not between me and Ethan, who are the only two that can be heard right now. I think those uniforms are crisp. they're so much better than what their old ones were
1: listen those all orange uniforms that they would wear were tough those were a tough look uh
0: yeah yeah not tough in a
1: good way no tough in a very bad way hard to look at these new uniform combos very nice i'm i'm i i just told you off air i'm getting a little less fond of the uh color on color white on white is still uh, it's very appealing it's very you know aesthetically pleasing but the the blue on orange the white on orange they're so nice they're really really they did a really good job with it they did a great job they didn't overdo it which is hard to say these days i think got a little stripey like up on the shoulder and stuff like that but the, the foundation of the jersey front, the number font, and I didn't know number font could be messed up when I was younger. I didn't know that was a thing because they were all the same. But Oregon has shown us that that can absolutely be something you mess up.
0: Dude, remember <laughs> the Michigan remember, State? Michigan remember State when
1: the, came those
0: yeah, true. Remember when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had their oh, like digital word. alarm clock numbers? Oh. <laughs> those were horrible. And little, honestly, the bad. the jersey overall was not terrible, but the but numbers though, you couldn't get over the numbers. It. Yeah, no, absolutely could not. I yeah, I agree with you. Jerseys get overdone all the time, but <laughs> Illinois, I think these are crispy, and it's just very unfortunate you didn't get to wear them during your best season in God knows how long. But maybe we'll have another one. Who knows? But we love the Illinois uniforms, and now back to our regularly scheduled programming, we've got a little Gossip Hour, our second edition of the Gossip Hour, and we're moving over to the Big Ten West, which means we have to find nice things to say about teams in the Big Ten West. I had a little bit, I I had a much harder time with the West than I did the East, as one might be able to conclude, but... I got there. I have a list. I have a list ready. I've got plenty of mean things. And then I have enough nice things to get through the show. Well, I'm, I'm glad you found
1: some nice things for these teams because I was riding the struggle bus. But,
0: but here we are. <laughs> you and the rest of the Big Ten West <laughs> riding the struggle bus. hmm So I guess I'll kick us off then. And same as last time, we're starting from the best finisher of the previous year, and we're going down to the worst. So that means we are starting off with Corey's beloved Purdue Boilermakers. It's a shame he can't be here for this. He he did text in his one nice thing to say about Purdue. Of course, he didn't have a mean thing to say about them. His one nice shocker, exactly. His one nice thing was that he thinks their train track helmets are dope. Uh, he thinks incorrectly, but then again, he does that all the time. So, those string track helmets are abysmal. I could not agree with you more. <laughs> <laughs> those string track helmets are horrible. They're nasty oh. in a horrible way. Like, they yeah. actually make me want to physically just vomit. They can make them so cool, too. They can make them so cool.
1: You got to go black. You got to, like, use black a lot in your jerseys and in your schemes like helmet wise if they did a matte black with like the train like popping out at you that would be dope but
0: yeah but the, the whole track going down the middle yeah, just no it's no. too much it's trying too hard and ironically enough i do have something to say about their jerseys but it's also going to be negative so i'm going to start off saying something nice about purdue okay My nice thing about the Purdue Boilermakers, nobody, and I mean nobody, wants to go play Purdue at Purdue at night. It's just a fact, which is so strange, given that Purdue has not done much of anything over the past four or five years. You literally
1: stole mine right off my
0: paper. Well, then let me try to stall so that you can think of something different. I don't know how they do this. I don't know what kind of magic and and whatever they're putting in the Gatorade, but night games at Purdue against a highly ranked team, and it has to be against a highly ranked team. If they're playing against someone they're, like, favored against, they'll probably lose. Yeah. But when they play a top five team, they freaking put a show on at home, at night, and uh, it's electric, and the atmosphere is sweet, and teams don't want to go there. So – mine
1: actually isn't just focused on night games. Mine is the fact that you are the spoiler makers. Like that's, that's my thing. That is my positive for Purdue is you are the spoiler makers. And I, I mean, like a couple of years ago, that game against Michigan state, Michigan state coming off an emotional win against Michigan undefeated. And they played a day game and Purdue beat them. Played a day game in Purdue. Michigan State came out flat, and Purdue just found a way to win. And it's like timing – I mean, the Ohio State game with Rondell Moore. Oh. They beat the brakes off of Ohio State. I mean, it was just like they scored again. There goes Rondell Moore running down the field. (laughs) Nobody could catch him.
0: Could not believe
1: what I was seeing. uh, I couldn't either. I was like, oh. Who's playing this team right now? Alabama? It was crazy. But it that is that is my nice thing about Purdue is the fact that you are the spoiler makers and nobody wants to play you coming off a big win. If you're coming off a big win, Purdue is not the team to go play. Or, just like Alex said, a night game. Because I don't think Ohio State was coming off a particularly big game before that. And it wasn't like they had injuries or anything like that. And God rest his soul. Um, the kid, I, c- I can't remember his name right now.
0: Yeah, they did, uh, they did They like did like a college game day story on him. Yep. yeah, yeah, exactly. The day of the Ohio State game. And they won
1: that game for him. What like, an awesome that was, night. That was just unbelievable. And it was like, you couldn't help but like cry because of the story and it was just incredible, but yeah, absolutely awesome.
0: Yep. They are the spoiler makers. That's a good one. Uh, My negative thing about Purdue, again, I said I was going to say something about the jerseys and I wasn't going to bring up the train tracks and Corey already (laughs) did that for me. My thing about Purdue's jerseys is their numbers are so freaking big (laughs) on their jerseys. They take up so much space like if you've got a dude out there wearing 88 it's like it wraps around him the 8s are jersey yeah his whole jersey is a number they're literally touching each other on the side it's like he's wrapped in an inner tube or something it's it's too much and the the really sad thing is black and gold is just a peak color combo mm-hmm. and they just they just do gimmicky stuff with their jerseys
1: they have the ugliest gold they have the ugliest gold and that's saying something because Notre Dame gold is hideous yeah Notre Dame's pants suck they're horrible but your dude your gold just make it look nice just make the and the black isn't a dark enough black like make your black dark 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 black like that that's where we need to go some I think they have worn black jerseys. They might have been oh. wearing the black jerseys the time that they played Ohio State that night.
0: They definitely have. Yeah, they wore yeah. blackout that night. Yeah, and those were sick.
1: Those were dope. So, yes. figure it out. Okay? Figure it out. My negative thing about Purdue is a little bit more football-oriented. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it is the fact that I don't think you're going to be good for the better part of a decade. And you just lost Aiden O'Connell. You got I mean I, you look at, you actually look at like the draft in the senior class for Purdue and you're actually kind of like, dang, they lost a lot of guys. Yeah, they did. Like, like they weren't that great of a team. They did win the West, but it was more and me and you have had the agreement on this where it's like they won it in spite of how bad they were, you know, it, like nobody took that division. It just fell in their lap, but I I just. So you don't believe
0: in Ryan Walters.
1: I do not believe in Ryan Walters. I, I think that you are headed towards, and listen, I hope I'm wrong. For Purdue fans, for your sake, I hope I'm wrong. I hope, you know, you guys end up killing it, you know, four years from now, you're right back near fighting for the Big Ten West. Um, Well, you won't be fighting for the Big Ten West. You'll just be fighting for the Big Ten. But, man, there's a lot of really good competition coming into this, this conference. Two more teams who are really, really good, really well coached. I just I have fear that Purdue might fall into the abyss and kind of be like, you know, what Vanderbilt is in the SEC or Missouri. No, 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 no. Rutgers is Missouri. I'm sorry, I take that back. <laughs> so, yeah, what, it's crazy. Do you remember when Missouri was really good?
0: Chase Daniel and Jeremy yeah. Macklin, baby. Yeah,
1: man, they were they were great. They
0: Jeez, were so good. Geez
1: hey, they almost beat Georgia last year.
0: They for did like, almost beat Georgia. They like did. Three quarters.
1: Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyways, that's that's my negative about Purdue. I just, I'm really afraid that they're going to be bad. I I personally believe they are going to be
0: really bad for the next five years. Well, the thing is, Ryan Walters is a defensive guy, and he's taking over a team that was all offense. Like, he's got to flip yeah. the entire it's, roster the entire on head. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. It, it, Give him three years. Okay. Like right off the bat, I'm going to say that. Give him three years. Let him figure that out. But I just, I don't know. I I don't have a ton of faith that it's going to get done correctly. It's a really hard thing to do, especially when you're not getting really high level recruits.
0: Yeah, 100%. All right. Next team up Illinois. Uh, we already talked about their uniform, so I guess I can't make that my nice thing. My nice thing about Illinois is I'm going to compliment the fact that they went and got Brett Bielema as their coach. Because you couldn't get a guy who epitomizes the Big Ten more than Brett Bielema. And he knows how to build a Big Ten roster. Mm-hmm. He, he knows how to build a team that can compete week in and week out. In the Big Ten and it finally came to fruition last year you had a really experienced offensive line you had a top tier running back you had a defense that was really athletic and had a great secondary which is what you need for modern day college Mm -hmm. football and defending the offenses and you had a quarterback who just did what he needed to do and distributed the ball and was good in play action so the fact that you got Brett Bielema to come back to the Big Ten and to come back to you specifically and not take a higher profile job. Love that. Keep that man for as long as you can because I feel like we're gonna be on this Illinois cycle like every three or four years we're gonna be Thank like, you. oh, Illinois, they could have a season. Yeah. I I would say I I would
1: uh, this is so hard for me because <clears throat> I want so badly to praise what Illinois did last year. And, and they do, to a certain extent, really deserve it. Because nobody picked Illinois coming out of the West. Nobody. A ton, I mean, a ton of people picked Nebraska, me included, you know, and they were terrible. But my, my, my thing with Illinois is, it's like, it was right there for the taking. And you had firm control of the Big Ten West. They did. And then late season, you just... Oh, you just gave everything away. You gave everything away. You lost to teams you shouldn't have lost to. You lost games in, like, horrendous fashion. You know, like, the way they lost to Michigan was really tough. Second to last game of the season. And it's like, I my I guess my praise and uh, they kind of coincide. My thing, like, that I'm going to praise them for and my thing that I'm going to diss them for like are basically one and the same the fact that like you brought yourself into relevancy last year and you did it through the things that alex just said you did it through spectacular defense your secondary was you could argue the best in the country absolutely like legitimately you could argue that 100 you had a fantastic run game you had a fantastic running back like you you had all you had the recipe to go out there and make noise and to win the big 10 West. And I'm telling you right now, I would not have wanted to rematch Illinois in the big 10 championship game. That I would have been afraid of. I had zero fear of playing Purdue whatsoever, but I would not have wanted to go back and play Illinois again. So I guess my my praise and my, you know, they kind of go hand in hand and I, I love you, Purdue, or I, I'm sorry, I love you, Illinois, for for what you did and how you brought yourself to relevancy last year. But I also can't stand you because you didn't pull through and you didn't. And, and now
0: your roster, like you really have to rebuild that roster. So it's tough. yeah, yeah. Illinois doesn't get chances like last year very often. Exactly, exactly. So it's it's just tough because. And the thing that I want to praise
1: you for, I also want to like smack you upside the head for not following through on it. Cause that was, it was a really great storyline last year and we didn't get to see it culminate in going to the big 10 championship game.
0: Yeah. 100%. Um, I feel like this is going to be a, maybe a bit of a theme throughout this episode. I am going off the football field. My negative thing for Illinois is that you? Just got a silly, silly mascot. You're just the Fighting Illini. I mean, how do you? What? I don't even know what it looks like. I don't. I don't know what an Illini. I guess it's someone from.
1: Yeah, uh, Illini. Illini
0: is just like you're from Illinois. Yeah, but they don't even have like a like a. It would like it would be like
1: Michigan being like the Michiganders.
0: I, I get the, I I get the. The correlation, but I don't like, know. I think
1: I think it's a bad take. I think it's a bad
0: take. I think well, Illinois is a unique name. It's it's cool. They're, but it's so repetitive too. They're the Illinois Fighting Illini. They're the Illinois Illini.
1: No, they're the Fighting Illini.
0: They're the Illinois Fighting Illini. Too it many rolls L's. Off the to- oh my gosh! It rolls off the tongue. I'm feeling I got marbles in my mouth trying to say <laughs> all those words together, and they also. If you're going to be the fighting Illini, you need someone like Nebraska. Like they've got their corn husker. I forget the freaking dude's name, but they've got a they've got a dude, they got a mascot. You need someone who represents what Illini is. Like the West Virginia Mountaineers. They they've got their Mountaineer. I've said for years
1: Michigan needs to get a live Wolverine. That would literally be so dope. That'd be nasty. That'd be so sick. Have like just have a Wolverine and that's your mascot. That would be terrifying.
0: Apparently Illinois has thousands of their mascots every weekend because it's just someone who's there. Oh so, gosh. But you just you just need a drawing of someone. You need you need like a symbol to get around other than the block eye. Okay, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I don't like your mascot. <laughs> I don't like All it, right. and you also need to build on it. That, that's yeah. The, that's next the, team. Next team is Iowa. Oof, okay.
1: I'll um, go first on Iowa.
0: Let me go yep. first on Iowa. Okay. So,
1: Iowa. I, I'll 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 praise you before I diss you. I think what Iowa did by going out in the transfer portal was fantastic great for them because they had to completely rework that offense and that's what they did they went they hopped into the transfer portal they were like this is not working our defense could easily be winning us nine ten games and we just can't because our offense is inept so you went out and you addressed your biggest you, you you saw the elephant in the room and you went out and you at least addressed it the thing that I am going to diss Iowa for is uh, I, I just cannot wrap my brain around the fact that you could keep Ference as your offensive coordinator. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, the fact that that man is still your OC after the year that you just had is inexcusable, completely inexcusable. I don't care if he's the head coach's son. I, I I'm I'm not here for it. I'm absolutely just not here for it. And they, they put all these stipulations in that if he doesn't do XYZ, if they don't score this many points, then like he gets fired at the what a weird thing to do. It's just such a weird situation and you only made it more awkward. Like it this is this is D one college football when you play for a power five conference. People get fired all the time. And you know what? That's what you get for hiring your son as the OC. Sorry, like, he has to get fired. And I don't know the name of the athletic director at Iowa, but if I did, I would probably just say, like, he is the person responsible for all of this. But, oh, what a horrible situation there. But kudos on going out and getting pieces that you can use to make your offense significantly better, I just doubt
0: it's going to happen under Ferris' leadership. Brian. It's fair Harris. take.
1: Isn't that his name?
0: Yeah, Brian. Yeah. 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 It's a fair take. It's a fair take. Uh, my nice thing for Iowa is that you could very well argue that they have the best tradition in college football, and it's the wave to the kids in the children's hospital next door. Just absolutely. when they started doing that a couple years ago, it just caught fire and everyone bought in. Everyone loves it. You always see it on like college game day videos. It's always in the promo videos and everything for, for college football Saturdays. And it's just the best. It's definitely one of those things that I want to be there for in person one day. Just warms your heart. You know, it, it's bigger than football. And, uh, and I love the wave. So great tradition. Might be the best in the country. It is really cool. It is. My – I mean, we're going to end up saying the same thing about what's wrong with Iowa, right? It's, it's – like you said, it is the elephant in the room. And I'm going to take not really a different angle, but just expound on one of the things you said. When you have to put in your offensive coordinator's contract – that they have to hit 25 points per game in order to keep their job. Really, if you have to point if you have to put any points per game criteria in an OC's contract, you should already know you don't have the right guy. It's it's blatantly that, clear.
1: That is a bingo, sir. That is a bingo. That is a great way of explaining that because in no way, shape, or form should you ever have to put those types of stipulations into one of your coach's contracts. It's like people would literally, I, and know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not kidding when I say this. People would jokingly say, like, "What is his dad the head coach?" If they saw that, if they saw that contract, like right? That, that would, if you didn't know any better, that's like a a joke that would pop into your head. Like what? Is dad the the head coach, or is his is his dad the you know athletic director? Like what? What's the deal? Ha, ha, ha. And, no, but that's actually the case, and it's, it's literally
0: like, the only reason he's there. Oh, still.
1: Oh my gosh! It is the only reason, and I hate that.
0: I hate it. It's just, oh, I hate it too because their defense. It was they, one they of the deserve best. So in- much better. They deserve so much better. Dude, if I'm that defensive coordinator, I think we talked about this last year, I would march into freaking Brian and Kirk Behrens' offices and be like, what are you guys doing? I am coaching my tail off to keep us in these games. And I'm even scoring half the points. Think about it this way. Think about it this way.
1: Iowa went from winning the Big Ten West and losing to Michigan in the Big Ten Championship game two years ago to if I would have told you that the Big Ten West was, if I would have given you all the other teams' records aside from Iowa, and I would have told you, here's all the other teams' you would be like, oh, Iowa wins it by a landslide. They're, they're probably 10-2 or 11-1. Like, they, they win it in a landslide. Nope. They didn't even win the West.
0: But that is how bad their offense was. They would have won it at nine and
1: three. Yeah, it, it, it's There is absolutely zero reason for them not to have repeated as Big Ten West champions with how abysmal that division was last year. It was terrible. And what did they have as far as turnover? They had great players on their team this season. You have know, Jack Campbell, Sam LaPorta. Like, you had playmakers on your roster and your defense was stacked top to bottom but eventually they're going to give up points if they're on the field for 70% of the game uh, it's just it's unforgivable you are the probably the easiest person to pick on in this whole thing well that's not true, Northwestern's coming up but you, you're you the easiest to pick on because you have expectations. The rest of these teams we're about to talk about don't have expectations. You do, and so you dropping the ball the way that you did, and now that your, defensive, your offensive coordinator is still your offensive coordinator, unforgivable.
0: I couldn't disagree more with the decision to keep Brian Ferentz and the decision to put the 25 points per game in the contract, but I will say, I am so excited for the Iowa points per game trackers that are going to be on Twitter and Instagram this season. And everyone's going to be, at least I will be, I will be glued to Iowa football games until the last couple weeks because I bet you they're just going to teeter around 25 points per game all season. And I'm i am I'm so ready. Inject it into my veins because I'm so pumped.
1: <laughs> and... and not to be a labor at this point but imagine they go like imagine they go nine and three and win the west and they average 24 points a game like well, what do you what do you do what do you Dude, you're gonna be put into an impossible like the the athletic director is going to end up losing his job that's what's gonna happen. Because everybody's going to track this the entire season, and Iowa's going to be like, what have we done? That We are a mockery. They're going to be a laughingstock. They're going to be an absolute laughingstock.
0: If you're a defensive player, if you're Cooper DeGene on the Iowa Hawkeyes, and you're playing some no-name non-conference opponent earlier in the season, and the game's in the bag... And you just so happen to have like a no-doubter pick six. Are you taking a knee at the five? <laughs> are you are you tripping on the twenty-five yard line?
1: Okay, but here's the question. Does it only count for offensive points scored? Because their defense scores
0: lots of points. No, that's the thing. It's just points scored. There's no specification that it's just the offense. I, I mean yeah
1: yeah, honestly if i'm like a i'm like a freshman at iowa and like you've got an easy pick six and you're like look i gotta be here for three more years (laughs) i chose this school this is where i want to play i'm sorry i'm sorry brian (laughs) oops (laughs) got those shoelaces tangled up i fell i'm sorry coach
0: the oh, old sorry. turf monster,
1: yeah, got her turf, turf monster got oh, me we won twenty, we only won twenty to fourteen. oh, that's that is tough, that's a tough look. I'm sorry, coach. here's a game ball, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Here's the game ball <laughs> with the score written on it, <laughs> updated points per game written on the side,
1: you literally just put points per
0: game twenty one point four. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. gosh i'm so excited for that i'm so excited i'm for that. you they are going to kill themselves over
1: having done this like they are just they going will. to they're they're gonna regret it so bad even i think it's gonna cost
0: it, them the west
1: even if he does it it's just like it, do you not realize this this is what i mean
0: okay you you've know, lowered the stable gonna, we're going to go I know, over I the I, same
1: things over and over again, but it's just, it's that unbelievable. You know what I mean? It it's, is. It's it is. that unbelievable that it's just that like you could just keep talking about it because you try and rationalize
0: it to yourself and there's no
1: rationalizing it.
0: It's stupid. Yeah, it is. All right. We got to move on. Minnesota is up next. You want to take this one? You want to go first? I will. Yeah. Um,
1: it just, I'm gonna do my negative on Minnesota first, oh, because it's much stronger than my positive. So a
0: little bad um, news, good news.
1: Yeah. Uh. Well, it's like you know, which do you want first? Well, how bad Ben bad is, how good's the good news? Well, it's more bad than good. So sit back and relax. But man, did anybody think that Fleck with some of the big games that he has won would be sitting here and it's like does it feel like his seat's getting warm oh i I don't think so to me it's and that's okay so that's my point to me it doesn't feel like it is it feels like they have put it's like it's like jim harbaugh coming to michigan right and thankfully, he was able to write that ship and turn it around. And now we're going down the path that we're on. But that happens wow. one in every 10 scenarios, maybe one in every 15 scenarios, where you do actually get that turnaround. Like, the odds of that happening are not great. The reason it happened at Michigan are a very specific set of reasons, in my mind. It is because Jim Harbaugh decided... I'm not doing this. I'm not about to try and conform to the college game. I'm going to make the college game conform to me and how I coach football. So he went out and he recruited ginormous, really strong human beings and was like, these guys at the line of scrimmage are going to destroy your life. Here you go. And it works. Turns out that still works in college football. Who knew? And that has, that has been what Jim Harbaugh's turnaround has been accredited to in a very short form way of saying it. Um, But man, at Minnesota, it just feels like, you know, they got the big name coach to come to Minnesota because Fleck was a, PJ Fleck was a hot commodity coming over to Minnesota. You know, he's coming out of Western Michigan. They had done the unthinkable at Western with him as the head coach. And he was a hot commodity. And they, you know, they got him to come to Minnesota. They paid him a lot of money. I don't know if people know this. He's making lots of money to be the head coach over there. Um, so I, I would just say my negative is I I, I don't have a pin to put in it but my negative is where do you go you know like if if this season is another mediocre season which it certainly seems like you're headed towards you lost a heck of a lot um I am excited to see how their their quarterback situation plays out because I think I think they're going to be okay at quarterback but hmm it's like you want to put that make or break, like, okay, this is the make or break here for PJ Fleck in Minnesota. But it's like, do they even have the roster to do that? And I think the answer is no. So it's just that's my negative for Minnesota. And and I I'll leave it open because I want you to kind of talk about it as well when it gets over to you. Um my positive for Minnesota is you are a breeding ground for NFL talent that nobody expects anything out of. And then people are like, oh my gosh, this person's great in the NFL. <laughs> it's like it typically has to do with linemen. Um and, and you know, you see a guy coming out of Minnesota and you're like, Oh yeah, those guys are big there, right? Some guy got drafted in like the fifth round, and it's like, oh, now he's a perennial pro bowler, offensive lineman, like awesome. I just, my, my praise for you, Minnesota is it's, it's hard for me to find it because I'm so fixated on the PJ flex situation. And I think it's time to get concerned as much as I hate to say that because I, I, I really thought PJ fleck was a really good hire there. But it just, I don't know, it just hasn't come. And it doesn't really seem like he's gotten his guys. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't seem like he's put together like a P.J. Black team. And I don't know. He's got to find an identity to inject into that roster, to inject into that team and make it happen.
0: That's kind of funny that you say that because my nice thing about them was actually going to be culture. Because I feel like they do, like PJ Fleck does have a brand, and he does have a culture, and but I feel where like, is it?
1: Where, where is the culture? Where like it's not winning? So if it's not a winning culture, like that's like saying, for the past forty years, the Lions have at least had good culture.
0: I mean, you do have the twenty nineteen year for Minnesota where they went eleven and two. Now, they didn't go to the Big Ten Championship game because they were technically co-champs with Wisconsin and didn't beat out Wisconsin. I think it was the head-to-head that they yeah, lost. Wisconsin beat them. But, yeah. Right, so they didn't get there. But they did have that flash-in-the-pan year. Yeah. So I feel like... But they've regressed. They have, you're right. So it's it's a little bit twofold. Honestly, I hope I'm not just echoing what you just said. But my nice thing was going to be the culture. But my negative thing, and I feel like this is what you just said, is like, do you think it can happen again? Do you think a magical eleven and two season can happen? Thank you. Again,
1: yeah. See, it's like, it's like we're all just sitting here waiting for like this, you know, like, and, and that's why I asked you the question at the beginning. Like, do you think PJ Flex seat is at all warm or where do? you – Because it's just like you kind of hold your hands up and you're like. I don't know who are they going to get other than him,
0: type of thing. You know, and, and,
1: and that's you the thing.
0: And I think, I think last year <clears> was a bit of a disappointment because you had so many veteran guys on the team. Oh, that team. You, that you
1: team had Mo Ibrahim. Have you had Tim Morgan. Them in Iowa should have been the
0: two teams competing for that division, right? And, and they weren't. So I Minnesota feel like just
1: kept losing games that they had no business losing.
0: They absolutely did. And so I feel like diehard Minnesota Golden Gopher fans are a little let down. And now that this team has gone through a reset at quarterback, at running back, at some significant positions like that, I feel like this three-year window now, maybe even two because it's not like he's a new hire, this this two- to three-year window is going to be very important to see if he can recreate or even come close to recreating when he had in 2019.
1: Okay. So – you're you're telling me that if you are a Minnesota fan, and I'm not disagreeing with you, I'm just I'm just clarifying. You're telling me that if you're a Minnesota fan, that you kind of hit you kind of hit the reset button and you're like, okay, I need you to build this roster into a team that goes to the Big Ten championship game
0: within the next three years. I think if you're a Minnesota fan in a sense, yes. I think you acknowledge as a Minnesota fan last year was a bit of a disappointment given especially how the year started. Remember, they like crushed, they didn't crush. Actually, yeah, they did crush Michigan State on the road yeah, last did. year. Yeah, they broke Michigan State in that game. They did. And I I put my money on them to win the West at that point last year. And then they mm-hmm. didn't. They, they, they lost to a Purdue that we all thought was a soft football team. It didn't make much sense how a <laughs> Minnesota team Lost to Purdue in the way that they did. So I think you're a Minnesota fan and you're saying, disappointing year, lots of turnover. We need to see a nine or 10 win season in the next three years in order to be assured that PJ Fleck can actually do it here because Minnesota is a hard place to win. Yeah, true.
1: They don't have a like that's and see, that's why I disagreed with your culture take because it's like they don't have a culture of winning. And I I understand what you meant about it being like P.J. Fleck has brought in culture, but I, to what end, like they, they, they haven't done anything other than that 2019 season. It's like you needed to build off of that and you haven't, you've regressed. And so right. it's really weird because now we're in this really fuzzy place where like you just had a year where you had a senior late in class and you should have done something and you didn't. And now I don't really feel like I can hold you to that same standard. But at the same time, I don't want to remove my standards. I don't want to take away just because you just were worse than I wanted you to be. So it's I'm in a really weird place with Minnesota. And I'm just going to admit that and I guess move on because it's I'm going to have to reevaluate sometime either right before the season or midseason with them.
0: I think a lot of Minnesota fans are in the same boat because they're probably, you know, they they were breathing the fumes and they were on a high in 2019. And now they've kind of come back to where Minnesota actually is as a football program. And now you've got Nebraska getting better and Wisconsin getting better and USC and UCLA coming yeah. to the conference. In, that,
1: in an influx of better coaching. An influx of better coaching into the Big Ten, I mean. The Big Ten just signed the two biggest offseason acquisitions as far as head coaches go. You know, like, I mean, the SEC pretty much stood pat with their big name coaches. And the Big Ten just took in two new guys. And you got to expect those teams to get better. P.J. Fleck needs to prove that he's one of those guys.
0: I I agree one hundred percent. It's going to be an interesting couple <coughs> of years for Minnesota as a football program.
1: Oh, like Minnesota.
0: Next up, Wisconsin. I'll take this one first. I'll do my nice and then my then my mean. My nice thing. Jump around. I gotta get to Madison to see Jump Around in person, bro. It looks so freaking cool.
1: Jump
0: around. Jump around. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta feel those bleachers shake underneath my feet. I gotta risk rolling an ankle on the person's foot next to me. I uh, I need to get there for that. So Madison, you've got some you got some hype Saturdays. There's no denying that. the uh, The mean thing for Wisconsin, you are too good of a football program to not consistently be the fourth best program in the conference you're too good to not be in that fourth spot almost all the time. Because you think to yourself, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, in terms of brands and history, should be the top three all the time. They need to be right up there with Penn State, in my mind. I think they just don't have the historical success that Penn State does, which is why I put Penn State slightly above them. But I think that fourth spot needs to be – Michigan State, Wisconsin, and Iowa. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And Wisconsin has not really been in that conversation to me recently. I think Iowa has. I think Michigan State has. And Wisconsin's kind of been MIA for a couple of years. But but they're too good of a program to not be in that conversation. And I think the hiring of Luke Fickle will get them there. But that's just state of the union right now they're too good to have to have it be this long without them being in that conversation
1: i would say my negative for wisconsin is the fact that you have allowed yourself to kind of plummet into the lower ranks of the big Ten. it's kind of feeding off of what you just said it is you have allowed yourself to plummet to where you are now it jumps right into the positive which is you made a really big flashy hire with luke fickle he was the hottest name you know coming out of cincinnati he could have had any job he wanted i mean we all know that um he was the guy to get and wisconsin brought out the bag to go and (laughs) get so
0: and to go get phil longo too
1: yeah yeah True. They brought him with him, which is, I mean, kudos, but it's, you know, now proof is in the pudding. And listen, we were discussing this off air. Wisconsin is favored to win the Big Ten West, but there's still plus odds to do it. So it is not going to be a walk in the park to win this division i just don't want to see the slop factory that i saw last year minnesota if if the other teams have seven wins and eight wins you better win this division that's all i'm saying if iowa falls flat and you know you're you're just looking at you know nebraska didn't do what they you know could could have done whatever i think they're more a couple years away than wisconsin is um I, I just feel like if Iowa doesn't become the team that you, you know if they if they still are flat offensively and everything Wisconsin
0: needs to walk away with this division. I agree. I'm so 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 excited to get into our over under win total episodes which are coming <clears> very soon because the big t- the top of the Big 10 West man is going to be the top of both of these divisions is gonna be a freaking nail biter. I am so, so pumped to just like dive in deep on these schedules and see where yeah. we end up. I, I think you're I think you're headed for
1: Big Ten East champ, undefeated, Big Ten West Champ. Two losses at most. Agreed. Two losses at most.
0: Agreed. The Big Ten West champ is gonna be a ten win team. A ten win team. Yeah. I
1: don't think they're gonna cannibalize each other like they did last year.
0: No. I mean they'll be winning
1: it at six and three is yikes. We do not have a seven and four team in that game again. I mean, we're getting rid of divisions for this reason, to be very clear, because the Big Ten East is just like the Big Ten Championship game is just like a celebratory exhibition game. For the Big Ten East champ to go out there and be like, "Oh, did you see us beat all the other good teams in the East? Now let us show you how we de- um, demolish this Big Ten West team."
0: But this and year should be that game should be a top fifteen matchup.
1: Yes, yeah, yes, correct. You are very right, and I, I'm. I am. I don't want to say this yet. I'll
0: save it for a later episode. I have so many things I want to say right now that I can't say. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm, I was about to say something,
1: um, but I will I will save that for a later episode. And it's something that I have thought of about quite a bit um, relating to the Big Ten Championship game specifically for this year, uh, but we'll save it. So let's move on to uh, Nebraska, shall we? That's what we call a <laughs> teaser, folks. <laughs> I uh, I have a pretty juicy take on what's gonna. Well, I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not even gonna go. I'm not even gonna go there. Let's just we're on to Nebraska, okay, Bill Belichick style. We're on. The, we're on to Cincinnati.
0: <laughs> take it away,
1: then. <clears throat> okay, so for Nebraska my negative is the scott frost experience oh boy the i should say the scott frost experiment the failed the now defunct scott frost experiment and i was a huge believer in it tons of people were huge believers in it you poured a lot of money into the guy's pocket what do you do i mean it just it seemed like there like, you want to talk about Jim Harbaugh being, like, a home run hire for Michigan? Scott Frost going back to Nebraska to coach that team was, like, the home run of all home runs. It was like, this brings Nebraska back to national relevance immediately. And while they were in the news, <laughs> well, he was there. But, man, oh, man, it is just tough. It's a tough, tough look, what you just went through. And the positive is you have severed yourself from that experiment, which kudos. It's not easy to do. It is not an easy thing to do when you've got a guy like that. He is worshipped at that school. Like, absolutely. And he he always will be. You know, people will get over the fact that he went there and, and failed as a coach. He still won you a natty as a player. So you don't, you know, you don't ever forget that. But I would say my positive for Nebraska is now that you have done the dirty work and you are on to bigger and better things. You're like the. Oh, this is my analogy. I'm sorry. I had an analogy. I completely forgot about it. And now I'm bringing it to you. But it's like the the girl who's in the horrible the she's in the relationship with the guy who treats her terrible her friends constantly tell her like leave him he's a piece of garbage like he treats you terribly he always talks horribly to you you know he doesn't do anything nice for you blah 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 like that guy and you finally were just like you know what you guys are right i i need to stand up for myself and that's what this is and Yeah, the queen. positive. The positive is you are on the other side of it. You've you've shed all the tears. You left him. You loved him, but he just wasn't right for you. And now you have moved into a new season of life, and you've moved on to a new man. And get a girl. And now you you've got to make sure that this man treats you right. And takes you to the promised land. Mm -hmm. So there's there's my Nebraska take. You get an analogy for them. You get a
0: you get a nice little story. And if you needed some relationship advice at the same time, it's perfectly valid for that as well.
1: If you're in a toxic relationship, just leave.
0: Okay. Just leave.
1: Just leave. And if you need help, get help. Ask a close friend. Ask somebody close to you. You gotta you gotta get out of it. Tell them, hey, I need help getting out of this.
0: And they'll help you. We believe in reaching the whole football fan. That's right. Everybody's got a heart. One hundred percent. Especially football fans. Oh. We have the biggest hearts of all. Yeah, we do. <laughs> all right. My my Nebraska takes. My nice thing about Nebraska. You needed to go out there and make a big program type of move and you went out and you made a big program type of move. I could have said this about Wisconsin too. Kind of deciding that you're not gonna be mediocre anymore. The reason decide- I
1: did it the the reason I did it for Nebraska instead of Wisconsin was because it felt more foundational at Nebraska than it did at Wisconsin. Dude at Wisconsin it's you know you you are making a major shift for sure and but you got a guy who is you got a guy who's looked at as much better than
0: your previous head coach
1: your previous head coach at Nebraska was looked at as the
0: dude so i was going to say the exact same thing it is so much more important for this move at nebraska than wisconsin because Because of the historical context of these football programs. Nebraska was a national power. And people do not understand that because they weren't alive for it. Me included. Me included. So Nebraska was at a point where they needed to say, are we that Nebraska? Like, are we one of the greatest programs in college football history? Or are we not? And they were at a fork in the road where they had to make that decision. To put it in context of how good Nebraska actually is, they sit at number nine in the list of all-time winningest college football programs in the history of Division I college football. Number nine, here are some teams that they are ahead of. Georgia, USC, LSU, Auburn, Clemson, Florida, I mean, those are teams that we're used to seeing winning a lot of football games and winning national championships. We've seen LSU win two national championships this century, or this millennium. We've seen Florida win two. We've seen Clemson win one. We've seen Georgia win two. And Nebraska has more wins than any of those programs. Crazy. Crazy. It is crazy to think about how awesome Nebraska used to be, and yeah. nobody knows it anymore. Yeah, it's, it, and, and listen, it, it didn't happen
1: like like what happened with SMU, right? SMU got the death penalty, okay, and never recovered from it when they came back. They were a fantastic football team. Nebraska just, fell, they joined the Big Ten and just fell off a cliff.
0: Like, yeah, Nebraska needs to reclaim what Nebraska has always been, which yeah. is that dude. They are one of those programs, and everyone wants them to be there again. And I think mm-hmm. hiring Matt Rule with a, was the first step in the right direction. Yeah, agreed. And um, he needed
1: he needed a change of scenery too.
0: Of he that. did the too. The NFL, the NFL was not his. shit. Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, my my mean thing about Nebraska, uh, and it's not even a mean thing, really. It's just more of a suggestion. I would lean into the corn thing even more. Like, just make it even a bigger part of your brand than it already is. Like, corn is freaking awesome. Like, the fact that... I don't think you realize how big
1: of a part of their thing corn really is. Like, if I you were to go to a game there, we, we're... We're slowly making the rounds going to away. Oh, you didn't go with us. No. You didn't I did go not. with me and no. Corey to the away game at Indiana. No, I didn't. What a horrible friend. Well, we're trying to make the rounds to like all the different stadiums. Just like kind of pick one every year. Alex doesn't join us for that because he's a scumbag. So uh
0: <laughs> But I want I want it to be like I want it to be so in your face. I'm sure it's bigger than what I think it is because I've never been to the stadium or a game day atmosphere. I, I just want corn to be everywhere. I it's want it to weird. be everywhere. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. It's calm. <laughs> just
1: have that that playing on a loop. <laughs> That's got to be there
0: in between third and fourth quarter. No, no, it. Now we understand why he wants it. He just wants to hear the corn song from that. I do. I do just want to hear the corn song. And now, for the finale of this episode. Oh, no. We get to talk about the Northwestern Wildcats.
1: You pull off purple jerseys.
0: Oh, that is an actual... That's a really nice thing to say, actually. You pull off purple jerseys, which is a hard thing to do. Like you and
1: the Baltimore Ravens and the Colorado Rockies. Those are like the three teams right there. Trying to think if I missed anybody. What about the Vikings? No, it's a light purple. It's totally different. This is dark purple.
0: It's just like purple. Yeah, it, you, those are really the only teams. Yeah, like that pull it off. That pull it off, right. Northwestern,
1: Baltimore Ravens, and who is the third one? I'm sorry. The Rockies. The Rockies. Yeah, those are like the three teams that pull off purple, and you are one of them. And Do not you, like uh... lighter purple. And I love it. It's my favorite color.
0: So. Do you have Do you have any mean things to say about Northwestern? <laughs> I can't say them on this podcast. <laughs> There's uh, Northwestern is a dumpster fire right now. The entire I athletic mean, department. You're so bad,
1: it hurts. You're a meme. You're literally a meme because it's like. You won one game, and it wasn't in the U.S., and everyone makes fun of you for it. You're you're just such a god-awful program. Like, I really want to get rid of Rutgers out of the Big Ten. You are slowly but surely taking that mantle from them.
0: That's where we're headed. That's difficult, because Ethan wants Rutgers gone bad. Bad, and
1: Northwestern is so trash, and you're trash. Like, at least Rutgers is respectable in basketball. You made the tournament for, like, the first time ever, correct? Like, they've made it once. Yeah. You are a garbage athletic program, Yeah. and I really hate you for it. Because you bring down the quality of the Big Ten. As smart as your school is, is as bad as your athletics are. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. <laughs> yeah. You it, Congratulations. You create a lot of really smart people who actually help this world in some way, shape, or form. Kudos. We're not talking about that. We're talking about sports. It, you suck at them. You <laughs> suck, Northwestern. You're garbage you're terrible you don't deserve to take the field and especially with all the hazing crap and everything you've got going on right now and now it's like oh well I wanted you to fire Pat Cheryl, which you did but because
0: you had to so <laughs> and you weren't we're going to up. you were just going to give him a two-week suspension when he was already on vacation
1: yeah so we're breaking up even though we were never together you're hideous and i don't ever want to talk to you again there you go okay pumpkin
0: (laughs) i have i have two very quick things to say about northwestern my nice thing if 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 you've been with the podcast for a while you will remember last year I was on the Northwestern bandwagon preseason.
1: They're going to make some noise.
0: I was singing their praises. I was saying they were going to make a bowl game. I was saying they were going to surprise With a few teams games. in the West. Win I said, nine games? I said they would win nine games. I, 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 I planted my flag on Northwestern. The nice thing I will say about Northwestern is they made me look like a prophet in week one. My main thing about Northwestern is they made me look like an idiot for the next 11 weeks. <laughs> 12 with the bye week. 12 with the bye week. Because the bye week, with
1: the- you still look like an idiot
0: even on the bye week. <laughs> exactly. It was a horrible. I, had a, I had, still have my Northwestern shirt, but... Oh, boy. How did they lose that many games? You had Evan Hall got drafted... Peter Skoranski got drafted. Cam Mitchell got drafted. Like, they actually had some players, and Pat Fitzgerald was just like, nah, we're not going to be any good. Like, you couldn't win a second game. He's a a garbage football coach. A second game against anybody. I mean, come on. you got to try to be that bad. And, I mean, look at their non-conference.
1: They played bad teams.
0: Yeah, it wasn't great.
1: Bad teams. And you lost them all. Yep.
0: So. That should have been my negative for Nebraska. on it. <sighs> oh, true. Yeah, Northwestern lost. Or no- Nebraska lost to some bad teams, too. I should have gone in at Nebraska for that. You lost to Northwestern. <laughs> yeah. Can Evan's you believe Tennessee. that? Scott no. Frost lost to Northwestern. No, it hurts my brain. Maybe they needed to wear the Irish flag helmets all year. Maybe that helped them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it. <clears throat> <laughs> all right. Well, that was Gossip Power from us. I don't know if you have uh, anything else to chime in with here, Ethan. No, I, I just, I'm depressed that we had to end with that. But it is, weird. I am too. Well, let, well, let's end with something happy then. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna let you all know what's coming up. So we we've got one more week that we're skipping. Okay, so you're gonna listen to this episode. There won't be an episode the next week. The week after that, we are in every week mode. We are in official college football season mode. We're gonna start with the Big Ten West over unders, and then go to the Big East over unders. Then you're gonna get our college football playoff predictions. So, those are the three weeks after next. And then the week after, you're getting our week one preview. It is officially football season that soon. It is just let's around the go. corner. Game let's... one for the Big Ten will be August 31st, Nebraska and Minnesota on a Thursday night, I believe. Oh,
1: let's go. <laughs>
0: I know, man. It's gonna be freaking Listen, amazing. That's that's a big game. I'm telling I, I I mean I said
1: like I might need to reassess midseason for Minnesota. I'm not gonna take a ton of conclusions out of that game. Uh especially with Matt Rule coming and taking over a horrifying program at Nebraska. But if you're Minnesota, you've got to win that game.
0: One hundred percent.
1: One hundred percent. Probably in Nebraska,
0: if I had to guess, they probably want it to be in Nebraska. It's at Minnesota. It's
1: really? Wow.
0: Well, Minnesota currently, currently Minnesota minus six and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later. We will talk about that later, but it's literally just around the corner. So this was like the last fluff episode that you get from us. The rest of this is hardcore analysis, predictions, and all kinds of jokes making fun of whoever we can, especially each other and Corey, because he's not here. Let's go. So that's going to be it for us on this episode, but you will hear from us soon again. Follow us on Instagram and threads at Big Show Pod. Follow and subscribe on Spotify, Apple, whatever you're listening on. Leave us a review. And please tune in every week and share with your friends. Tell them what we're up to over here at the Big Show. Because it's going to be the best Big Ten content you are ever going to get. All right? So we will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Peace out.